like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... We did do it. Everybody we did, did it, but good mostly... Job, good job, everybody. Mostly you did yes, it. Good job. Mostly me. I, I like to thank the Academy. <laughs> for this I like to thank God, who believed in me. And the, <laughs> and the ghost who slammed a door. My so there's... That was loud, right? Like, I, I watched it slam. It was pretty creepy. I, I heard it. We're chatting. And I just hear... And it's like, oh... And then your face kind of went a little more pale than normal of a, I'm going to say that was the wind. Well, because I do have the windows open because it's a billion degrees here right now. It is. But it is. Um, I was not anticipating the door just shutting itself while I watched it. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty uh, scary thing there, friend. Yeah. yeah this I is not the Baggins episode it. yet. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, sorry. I'm jumping the gun. How dare you? I know. Um, we can't just give that content away for free. Except we're going to do but it. But we do give week. it away for free. No, we do. Just on a different day. Yeah. We just give this it is away not the day for that free day. content. Oh, today is Monday day. Not yes. Friday Today's day. Monday day. Correct. Days don't have any meaning. Look, time now more than ever is an Illuminati construct. It totally is. None of this means anything. No. Look, I understand. I have calendars on my phone and on my wall. But no, there is no day. It's just no. one long thing after another. No, I told you I was telling all my friends the other day that I could only tell what day of the week it was by what page I'd finished. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I'm on page six. I do two a day. That's Wednesday. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, I had no idea what day it was. I'm lucky enough that I still work. So I do know. I have a general concept of what day it is. Um, but yeah, it's, it time. is it is an Illuminati construct at this yeah, point. It doesn't matter. Time is meaningless. Time is meaningless. Um, trying to get to a good segue to talk about smoothies. Are smoothies Do, meaningless? No. no smoothies, smoothies mean more than ever. Yeah. If 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 we needed smoothies now at a moment in our lives, it is it is. This now. is this moment. Well, tell me what I need to know about well, smoothies. Okay. Now, if you are struggling to gain weight, I'm sure most of us are. <laughs> Yeah. At this, who isn't? Who isn't quarantined in their house with eating me. nothing but graham crackers and needs to put on weight? Exactly. Who? Uh, your old pal, engineer Bob, has lost twenty pounds. So Bob <laughs> needs to gain weight. So yeah, ba- yeah. We since since quarantine began in a I'm, month. In, a, in one month, this fucker's lost twenty. pounds I don't know how I did it. <laughs> yeah, that's too many pounds for a month. By the way, it really is. You, Jesus. especially for your body type. Like they do that on The Biggest Loser, but. Yeah. Here's the yeah, I would be winning the biggest loser right now. <laughs> he still eats like sleeves of golden Oreos. Oh, I yeah. don't understand. Yeah. I think it's just stress. It's just yeah. your body uh, let's say constantly no. ready to fight a tiger. It's it's not stress. It's the fact that Ben Barch's smoothie recipe has not been there in your life go. until right now. Okay, there tell me about go. this recipe because All I need right. to I need to pack on some pounds so clearly. Here so we go. Here we go. This football boy gained 60, 60 pounds mm-hmm. um in like a couple months leading up to the NFL combine. He was hoping to be the first D three person drafted in the first okay. round. Okay. So what's in the smoothie? Here is what is in the smoothie. <clears throat> uh first, you uh seven scrambled eggs. Okay, that's a lot of yes. eggs. 
cottage Seven cheese. Seven scrambled eggs. Okay. And because he didn't want to eat them raw because he thought he might get sick. So he just scrambled them up first. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm understanding. Okay. I get it. Yeah. Uh, cottage cheese. Okay. A whole container of cottage cheese. Yep. Wait, what? Yep. Jesus. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Instant grits. Okay. Like two cups of instant grits. Nice. Uh, peanut butter. I love it. Ooh. Like a giant cups of peanut butter yep. thing. Yeah, there's nothing I love more than uh, peanut butter eggs on my and scrambled peanut butter. eggs. Bananas. Yeah. Okay. He adds a couple bananas in there. Sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And it. to top it all off, you're, you need a liquid, right? Some yeah. sort of yeah. You need some sort of liquidy to substrate to hold all of these fluffy scrambled eggs and pasty peanut, peanut butter. butters. Yep. Uh, Gatorade. An entire bottle of red Gatorade. Red Gatorade. And you drink this it up. sounds absolutely revolting. Uh, yeah. And, he, and it comes out like light pink. Yep. Like I watched a bunch of news people make this movie. It comes out like a very baby pink. Yeah, sort apparently, of like a, a delicious uh, strawberry banana smoothie. Right. It, like, apparently it just tastes like Gatorade. <laughs> the Gatorade overpowers the, the, all the, of it. The, the artificial flavorings of Gatorade have completely overpowered the all. The eggs, of, the cottage cheese flavor. The bananas. Banana, peanut butter. Peanut, the, peanut butter. big flavor. Yeah. Oh my God. He sometimes yeah. gags. Don't worry, America. You are not alone if you think of throwing up uh, drinking this. All right, babe. Like, I need to make me one of these. Full, what if it didn't fully liquefy and you caught a chunk of like a scramby egg oh! and it tasted like Gatorade? Gatorade eggs. No. The flavor sensation sweeping the nation Gatorade eggs. No, thank I'm you. I'm the guy that makes Gatorade eggs. I'm Bobby Flay. Are you ready for a throwdown? <laughs> <laughs> I like to use the blue Gatorade. Yeah, I like the my flavor. I can't blue beat it with really Gatorade. Brings out the peanut butter. <laughs> I can't beat it with Gatorade, so I gotta beat it with flavor. <laughs> you, kn- you know, you use that blue Gatorade. That's just coming out like vomit green. Oh yeah. Well, and oh, fuck yeah. Both yeah, ends. If you get if you get sick, you're vomiting up green. Yeah, it's the Exorcist. All over yeah. again. Instead of pea soup, remember it's the, that. Remember they used to have those really intense blue-colored fruit roll-ups? Yeah, I love I those. got real sick one day. Oh, no. And ended up puking in the in the garbage can out in front of my middle school after I'd had one of those for lunch, and it was a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, but you know what is a hoot? What? Hi! <laughs> Welcome to the Booze and Brews podcast. We are the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. We drink thematically appropriate beer. And we like to throw up fun colors. And we vomit <laughs> green. And we throw Who and doesn't? we vomit fun colors in middle school parking lots. I did in middle yeah. school. I ate nothing but carrots for a week because <laughs> hashtag dumb dumb. Um, <laughs> and I vomited delicious. the most orange color I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I bet life. it was like chunky too. Like just, just orange chunks man but you could see in the fucking dark though i bet i bet i could yeah you know what my Night eyes vision. didn't get any better they've oh. only gotten worse over yeah time. your eyes are turds you're they basically turd looking eyes. through two poops i am i'm <laughs> just looking through poops you got <laughs> poop binoculars on your face the bluest poops the i've blue, ever seen blue poops that's because all those gatorades <laughs> yeah that's why not or because the, my eyes and fruit blue. roll up yeah. apparently Oh, you know what? My parents did feed me a lot of blue fl- fruit roll-ups and blue Gatorade as a Shit, child. Yeah, that's why my they eyes are blue. Did you blue Gatorade as a child? No, I think I was at least an adolescent by the time I started drinking blue Gatorade. Yeah, it took you a minute to get Please in. Please give my parents some credit. I had to refine my palate to appreciate the full blue flavor Fuck. of the blue Gatorade. Yeah, 
Blue is one of the greatest flavors, whether it's Blue Moon ice cream or Blue Jolly Ranchers. Yep, when Blue I'm, Raspberry Slushies. You know, when I'm slushies. getting my swerve on, when I'm drinking my lean. Wow. <laughs> you gotta use wow. those blue raspberries. Wow, babe. I don't know anything. Oh. Isn't that what people do? Or no, they use grape? I don't know. What the fuck are Look, you even talking about? I know Justin Bieber likes to do it. <laughs> You know, that's the true like uh, like white male privilege coming out of you. You're like, I don't know, but I'm going to continue to talk about it. As <laughs> yes, if I do I know. Will I will continue to speak as an expert on the subject of scissor. <laughs> yes, well, actually, what's in scissor? Oh, oh my God. I, all I know is I saw two miscreant youths doing it on the subway once. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we did. These youths. miscreant youths on the Los Angeles subway, they bought fresh Sharpies so they could write their names on the wall. Yep. They were drinking Scissor. And they were drinking scissor. <laughs> they were fucking morons. And you know what? I didn't say a goddamn thing about it because I'm you a cool guy. You were afraid stabbed. No, because you were afraid. Yeah. You did not want them to what, stab I, you. What, I was afraid of what? A couple of high teenagers? Yes. yes. <laughs> In packs, man. They, they're like hyenas. They're fucking yeah. zonked. They're doing scissor. Yeah, they don't know what the shit's going on. No, they're high on scissor. They feel no pain. Oh, yeah. fuck. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. See. They gotta, they gotta do a bunch of speed and then do it, and then they, they can punch guys real fast, but then not feel. Yeah, it. it's like PCP for tweens. <laughs> That's how they'll sell it. PC Queen. Wow. PC Queen. That sounds like gross porn. <laughs> That's like a barely. Well, I went to went to Pornhub.com/slash PC Queen. Oh Christ! Ah, ah, oh God! There's so many results. You're definitely on a government list now. Yeah. Yep. Well. Oh, God. You know. Well, speaking on government lists, uh, this, <laughs> I don't know where that comes from. This <laughs> week, uh, for our uh, local craft brew selection, we have gone with local San Fernando Valley Brewing, uh, their 818 uh, Brewing Company in Canoga Park. After all our talk last last week of all the area codes, yeah, yeah we he did. just went with the area code I was, brewer. I was like, man, why is eight one eight in my head? I oh, now I know why. When I was eight one eight. Yeah, no, when I was in college, I went to uh, friends every now and then would go to clubs, and I never felt comfortable there. But I remember there was a guy who wore a hat that said, "I don't date eight one eight. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> And well, I was like, I was like, what does that mean? Because <laughs> I was still from Wisconsin. I didn't oh, know what the fuck was happening. Like, what's an area? What's code? that? What's, what's that? an eight one eight? I date it. And then I'm, and then I moved there, and I was like, that guy's an idiot. It's nice up here. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's hot. Just, it's just real fucking hot today. Every day. It's hot everywhere today. I mean, I know it's snowing in some places of the United States, but yeah. in Southern California, it's a spicy meatball outside. Yeah. yeah, my sister, I talked to her this morning. She's like, it's 50. And I went, I'm jealous. Well, there's only one way to take care of this spicy meatball, and that's by it's drinking with a beer. Cold beer. So, yeah. yeah. So, from 818 uh, in Canoga Park, uh, we, we take you now. It's a Frank Zappa song. We take you now to, to a, a garage, garage in Canoga Park. Canoga Park. Um, so anyway, we are doing the Matador Red mm. today. Yeah, Matador Red. So our uh, theme is Matador, whatever that means to you. Whatever that means to you. Yep. And Tuna, my dear, you are up first. Am I really? You I don't think I knew I was up first. Are surprise. All right, crack that beer. Thing what are you doing? Oh, I have to crack a beer. Yeah, we Bob actually have to, we Oh, do it. Crack beer. it. Crack it. Oh, oh. oh, geez. Come on. Oh, it hit you right in the face. I got splashback. Oh no! All right. All good. Yeah, here we it's go. It's the beer that bites back. Glug 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 glug. Okay. Well, I went Matador Red 
matadors work with bulls. Yeah. So then I looked for haunted bulls. I didn't do. Didn't, <laughs> didn't find that. So then I went bull adjacent. Cows? And I'm going to tell you about the scary dairy. Yes! <laughs> Cows! Uh, which is actually a... I don't think it is the 818, but it's a, it's in Camarillo. Oh, no, that's... Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, north yeah. here, but not 818. Yeah, so uh, it is part of the Camarillo State Mental Hospital's old facility. Okay. Okay, so in 1929, uh, the California legislature decided that they needed another mental hospital. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because there were a bunch all over Southern California, but they were like, we need more. We've got too many crazies. There are just crazies on crazies on crazies. Yeah, so they put aside a million bucks um, to build a new hospital, and then they bought 150 acres, excuse me, 1,500 acres. That's a different that's number. A that's a way higher very number. Bigger number. Yep, that's how numbers work. By mm. a factor of 10. <laughs> they bought 1,500 acres um, in Camarillo, which was at the time part of the Lewis Ranch, um, which apparently Lewis was Park? owned by like the Lewis family and like Mr. Camarillo. Oh, okay. So oh, Bill, Bill Camarillo of yeah. the famous Camarillo. Yeah. And yep. Sonor Lewis. Uh, of the famous uh, discount shopping mall. Lewis and Clark fame. Famous yeah. explorers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were originally going to spend a million bucks on it, but then, you know, they made these plans at the beginning of 29. Okay. Should happen. Yeah. I, I yeah. know what that's so, like. <laughs> so they originally were going to build a facility that could hold 3,000 in, in, uh, patients, not inmates. That's not cool. 3,000 patients. But then as they started drawing up plans, they were like, bigger, better, stronger. So <laughs> the eventually American way. Yeah. So eventually their plans were like, we're going to hold 7,000 patients. We're going to house 700 employees. And we're going to spread it out over 200 acres of this 1,500 acre plot that we purchased. Fuck, nice, man. Nice. So then the beautiful they campus. Do- Beautiful. So then they didn't do anything with it until 1932. Oh, I'm assuming you can extrapolate why. Reasons. There Mm -hmm. were one or two of them. So so in 1932, they were like, I guess we should like get going on that fucking mental institution. Put America back to work again. They had blueprints, but they had nothing built. So the state just sends 50 patients out there. And they were like, okay, I guess you can live at the Lewis Ranch house that's on this property. Oh, my gosh. Because there was no buildings. So they had 50 wackadoos living at their house? Uh, I don't think the Lewis family lived on that part of the ranch anymore. Because their ranch was like... This was a small percentage of their ranch They just put them in the barn? (laughs) (laughs) You sleep with a cows? Okay. Um... No, so then in 33, then they sent 50 more people. So now there's 100 people just living at the Lewis Ranch. There's people just like sleeping in the pig pens. Like I know. God. I don't know. This happened I was talking about that Preston Castle recently, how they just sent people out there before it was like open. It was like way to play in California. (laughs) Built. Jesus. You promised us a crazy house, so you better house them. Yeah. Um, so then in uh, 1933, they actually started construction and construction was originally supposed to be on the state of California. They'd put aside a million bucks for it. They'd spent a small portion of that on the land itself. But then, you know, everything had gone to shit in the interim. So then they were using part of the New Deal, which created like the public works. Mm -hmm. So then the um, institution ends up getting built half from the New Deal and half from like California's money. Okay. Mm. And they ended up spending about 10 million bucks all in instead of the original million bucks. And with 
the stock market crash and then the inflation, it ends up working out to like about 8,000% more than they thought they were going to spend. Oh, oh my God. God. But it's okay because it was all from the New Deal. So like government, this was when California actually took money from the government as opposed to just giving money to the government. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, to pay for yeah. other people. Yeah. Um, and so they decided to call it the Camarillo State Mental Hospital, but um, locals and workers there just called it CAM. Okay. Lazy. Mm. Um, it's a fun nickname. Yeah. It's a fun nickname. So they actually did end up building it off those original blueprints for 7,000 patients, 700 employees over the 200 acres. I was going to say 7,000 pesos. <laughs> 7,000 pesos. <laughs> There was the Wikipedia page does explain a lot about how California used to belong to Mexico before. Mm-hmm. I was like, why are we learning about this on the mental institutions page? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, back in the ancient, in olden times, California was, I was part like, of Mexico. Wow, okay, okay, okay. Thank you for telling me about the Shumash Indians. I appreciate that. Oh my god. We have a we um, have a we have a local casino where we can find out all I, the history that we want. I know. I did think about that as I was like, oh, the Shumash tribe. Yeah. I'm familiar. Or with a traditional burrito bar, I'm sure at the uh, at the at the old casino the old at the old buffet. Oh. Um, so and at the time it was completed, and they completed it in '33, like late in '33, early '34. So they mm. built it pretty fucking quick once they get going. But at the time it was completed, it was the largest mental hospital in the world. In the in world. In the world. <laughs> Biggest bestest. You um, You say I don't know. <laughs> so then in 36, they started accepting their first official patients. Oh, not I just like, people. Except the 100 people been living in a barn for yeah. four years. You don't count. You're not you're a You're going to love it. We have a bed and a room for you. <laughs> oh, fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't so have to then... share it with your favorite horse, Trigger. <laughs> <laughs> Trigger? I don't know. He's the Lone Ranger. Wasn't he? Um, yeah. So then the, their first uh, batch no, of... No, Trigger was silver, and then uh, I can't remember. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, never mind. Bob Drew's Lone Ranger, you should read it. Anyway. Thank you. Okay. Um, it was 300 men, and then in the throughout the 30s, they kept expanding, and they started taking women um, it, sometime in the middle of the 1930s as well. It was basically like every other facility in the area was getting overrun because there's mm. too many patients but because they had this brand new big facility that they just kept building out and expanding and they had all this land to expand into yeah. they basically just started taking the overflow from other hospitals so they never really had the like people sleeping on the floor and 15 yeah. to a bedroom right like mm. they were taking that from other facilities Aww. Look so at them trying like, to be. Look at that. Nice. California helping the whole country again. again. Yeah. Rest of I mean, America. no, they were just helping other facilities in California that were already fucked up. Oh, whatever. Uh, California ca- helping Californians for once. <laughs> California fixing their own mistakes. Yeah. Since yeah. 1933. Um, yeah, but it seems like there were lots of people who were like, the patient conditions were terrible and stuff. But I'm like, I don't think it was for the time. I think it was actually like a pretty good place to be mm-hmm. if you had to be in a mental facility in the 1940s. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so then through you the 40s and the 50s, they started accepting children in addition mm-hmm. to j- women. And so then they had four separate like parts of the facility for like young men, old men, young women, old women. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did max out at just over 7,000 patients. Okay. So they really, so they, they were, their maximum they were ever at was like 7,100 and something. So oh, wow. like they were barely ever over capacity because they were built to house 7,000. Like, uh, like 100 that. rooms had bunk beds. 
Yeah, exactly. That's I was so like, I it doesn't yeah. sound that bad. No. Um, so then in the 60s, they started working towards including patients who had developmental disabilities as well. Mm. So instead of so like people who had like autism mm-hmm. or like severe like schizophrenia, like other things mm-hmm. that developed later in life. Um, I lost my place in my notes. Oh, they also started taking in drug addicts. They were like, we oh. got it. Your brain broke. We try to fix it. Yeah. Can, yeah. If you got a problem, we'll solve it. Yeah. Wow. Check out the hook. Um, so then in the 70s, <laughs> the whole facility started to change because like antipsychotic drugs were invented. Mm-hmm. So then less people started to come. And then, of course, in America in the 1980s, we went through huge reformation of our mental health facilities, which led to like the facilities being much more expensive and much shittier level of care. Yeah. Thank you, Reagan. Yeah. Um, I had a lot so, to thank that fucker for. Yeah. yeah Congratulations. So what they what they did was they started focusing on getting the their uh, patients because they were like losing people, so they weren't they weren't having as many people they had to care for. Yeah. So they start because it was originally run as like a self, uh, like running itself ranch. Like, oh yeah. We get all our food from here. We get all our power. We yeah. have our own fire. We have our own police. All that stuff because mm-hmm. they were a huge facility. Yeah. Yeah. But they started being like, we don't have a need for all of this anymore. So maybe now we just house these people and we try and get them do- jobs outside and like out back in the community. And like this just becomes like a day home or like a place for them to sleep. Okay. Mm. Um, so it starts like the population goes down and down. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually started this thing called Enhanced Independence Through Innovation, which Ooh. basically meant... Yo, crazy, get a job. Yeah. <laughs> Independence through Look, innovation. Or I-I-T-I. I-T-I. It is. It. It's um, a great program. So, you know what? Yeah. I, I want to be a part sign of up. Hey, if you sign up, come down to your local crazy house for the it program. Um, so at their peak, the facility housed gardens. Okay. Nice. An ice house. Nice. Ooh, cool. Cool. For ice cream? In California. For, uh, for a place where ice can live as well. Yeah. You know? Oh, Not there we go. We're in the yeah. desert um, and ice melts. It's 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 for the Inuit crazy people. <laughs> um, a butcher, like I said, their own fire and police department. They had their own hospital. They had their own beauty parlor. Good. They had their own petting zoo. <gasps> oh, they, they that is too cute. I know. Like crazy people just like go hang out with the donkeys. Yeah. yeah I'm going to pet this goat. I feel like it was probably just a bunch of ducks that were like hanging out and they were like, yeah, that's the petting zoo. The petting zoo, you know, it doesn't matter. I just thought it was going to be people asking about rabbits. Oh. (laughs) Maybe they played old Bob. Wow. Well, that was some literary humor. Don't, don't you old Bob me. That was for the (sighs) thinking man's booze and bruise listener. (laughs) That was terrible. They also had a swimming pool, which I would appreciate right now. Yes. A bowling alley. I would appreciate that every day. A dairy. A di- oh. Hell yeah! As, as you could have maybe now guessed from the, the title of my episode, Moo Cows. Um, so they actually did really well. Like all throughout the seventies through the nineties, they were getting like high accreditation marks. They were basically like everyone who came to check out the facility. They were like, "Yeah, this is a pretty good facility. Like these we're the, happy with what you're doing here. These are great cows. Uh, your milk great. is great. There's a, an acceptable <laughs> level of uh, bugs in it. It's Do you great. mind if I stop by the petting zoo on my way out? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Or the swimming pool. <laughs> Um, so then in 1996, they made the decision to close the facility. Oh, no. 
But it was basically because they had built this huge thing, this huge campus over hundreds of acres that now used to house 7,000 people and now host house like 800. Oh. Yeah. So they were kind of like, we just don't need anything this big or impressive anymore. Like this isn't, we don't keep crazy people away from the rest of humanity, which is all crazy in their own fucking way anyway. Word. Mm-hmm. Um. So then, uh, for a while, the state was going to turn it into a prison. Oh, God. Okay. But no. if you know anything about Camarillo, it's that it's a fairly affluent suburb. Very yeah. affluent. So they said, oh, fuck no. Oh, thank you. So they decided Outlet to mall. turn it. Yeah. So how, how am I supposed to get incredible deals, deals on Puma sneakers if there's a if there's a criminal out there? <laughs> I know. It's true. Um, so they turned the entire uh, old facility into what is now California State University of Channel Islands. Oh! <laughs> oh, no <laughs> shit. School is legit an old mental facility because awesome. it was up and running until the late 1990s. So, yeah. like, the buildings are the same buildings. Hmm. Wow. They're these old, they're actually gorgeous. They're like 1930s style, like mission, Spanishy kind of. Okay. They're very lovely. But yeah, it's all an old mental institution, that whole college. Oh my God. Um, and so because it's close kids. to LA, you might have seen it before. It's been in a ton of movies and music videos and a whole bunch of fucking stuff. Um, like what movies or music videos? Um, it was like, like they filmed Bottle Rocket there. They used to shoot a lot of Buffy out there. They oh. filmed like... Instinct did a music video out there. It's a bunch of little random stuff that was just like, oh, there's an old timey looking facility. Let's shoot there. I love Bottle Rocket. Oh, is it the part that actually was at the mental institution in the beginning? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I love that movie. Uh, No worries. Um, So, and what it's probably most well known for, though, is that um, Charlie Parker, the jazz musician, Mm -hmm. He used, it was his favorite place to go whenever he got way too strung out on heroin to do jazz. Oh, Jesus. Um, so <laughs> How can much you so, possibly be too on heroin for jazz? You're just, it's, I, it, it's the mean, notes you're not playing anyway. Charlie Parker will tell you there's a limit and he <laughs> hits it. <laughs> he found it. I he found, found the limit. it more than once. <laughs> <laughs> too much heroin. <laughs> Gotta go to Camarillo. Time to go to Camarillo. Time to go to Camarillo. He actually wrote a song called Relaxin' at Camarillo that oh, was about like how that's where he would go when he got too strung out oh on shit. Um, and lots of people think, although they've never confirmed, but lots of people think that the Eagles song Hotel California is actually about uh, the Camarillo State Mental Institution. Oh. Which is interesting, and I don't know that that's true, but lots of people on the internet will scream at you about it. Oh, good. <laughs> um, so... As you could assume, by being called Scary Dairy, there's some fucking ghosts. Ghosts! Yes! Give me a ghost cow! So there's lots of... Oh, don't worry. We're going to get to it. Oh, okay. Um, So there's lots of these rumors that, like, it was haunted even when it was a mental facility because Uh it's built off an ancient Indian burial ground of the Shumash people because the Shumash people were destroyed by the Spanish conquistadors. And they were, but it was like way up in Santa Barbara. Uh, So, like, unless the ghost (laughs) wants to commute, that's not a thing. Um, they also, there was a lot of, um, when you look up the scary dairy and if you Google scary dairy, this is the place that comes up. Like this is the top search result. Um, but they were like, oh, there were lots of murders at the dairy, both when it was functioning and once it shut down, because it shut down in the Mm -hmm. 1960s because they started to have less and less. Because that dairy was so good because they were killing it. 
They're so good. So there's wow. lots of like, oh, there's all this machinery and people would just go to a shift and never come back. But I couldn't find any proof of that actually happening. Okay. So well, I don't think about dairy machinery true. is that thing that like hooks up to the cow udders to suck yeah. all the milk out. So it's just yeah. like a bunch of crazy people sticking their dicks in it. Yes. And then they This is in- incredible. Ah! And then it sucks and then their dicks straight like- off. <laughs> And then some people were like, they wouldn't even notice because they also was a slaughterhouse and they would just mix the body parts in with the dead cow parts. And I was like, there was a slaughterhouse. It's a separate part of the facility. This was the dairy. Yeah. They didn't They didn't want to milk the cows next to all the dead cow murder building. No. Like, that would freak the cows out. Fucking, they'd be like, this is your future. I'm trying to milk over here and this they're killing Bill right next to me. It's no good. That was not a reference to the movie. I do not feel like I'm ready to give milk at this moment. <laughs> this is this is stress uh, stress milking. This is no good. I'm very upset about this. <laughs> this you is can- just going to be sour cream. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's also people who say that the that location is haunted because they would use the dairy to do experiments on patients that they weren't allowed to do elsewhere. And I was like, like inject milk, two hundred acres, and a billion buildings. Why would they do it in the fucking dairy? Because that's because they were injecting milk. milk. <laughs> yeah, milk cures autism. Duh. Ah! <laughs> it's like it's like Clockworth Orange, but it, they just squirting milk onto your yeah! eyeballs. Oh, so just, gross! <laughs> that's the experiments, and you only can do that in the dairy. Yep, please. in the dairy. Yeah, they're also like they used to do electroshock out there, and I'm like, okay, the facility definitely did electroshock because that was cutting edge science at a time, yeah. sure. and it's not a great moment in our history. But like that, we used to think that was helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the facility definitely did it, but not in a malicious, like, we're going to sneak out to the dairy and electroshock you. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. While the cow sits on you, you will learn your lesson. Herbert, do you want to go see the cows? Do you want to see the cows, Herbert? You love the cows, Herbert. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so what we do know is that the dairy closed in the, like I said, in the, in the 1960s because they just, the facility was getting smaller and they couldn't, they didn't have the manpower to run it anymore. Sure. Um, but the facility include the dairy itself was three buildings. So it was like this big barn, this big like corral where they used to keep a bunch of the animals and then a, a building. I don't know what it used to be, but now it's just like a hollowed out cement shell, you know, mm-hmm. cool. rooms and hallways and stuff. Maybe it was like an office place. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You can't tell. When I think office, just, I do um, think prison. They're like all just metal pres- or walls and like whatever. no roof Words. and like they're covered in graffiti and stuff joke. now. Um, ah. But they are still there and you can go see them. Take a leak on um, it, maybe. Sure. But Yelp will tell you to warn uh, warn you about the quote groups of youths. Oh, watch the, out the, for the, the youths! Ba- the, the, the the bands of miscreant youths. Drinking scissors, drinking scissors, writing their names yeah. on the walls. Charlie, <laughs> tons of scissor. Um, so the place, <laughs> the place is super. Listeners, let us know what Jolly Ranchers <laughs> do you put in your scissor? Because I don't know. <laughs> Or tell us what scissorp is, because we could Google it, but we don't want to. I, don't I know care. what it is. I don't believe you. I do I, know what it I is. I definitely think you're wrong. He's so he's so sad. You can't see him. He's like, I am. Do you I know am what a cool it is? Guy. Exactly. I sometimes that you listen to believe. rap music. They talk about it. I know no. what it is. No, I believe that you believe you know what it is. <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> Um, but so people uh, will go there to do ghost investigating. Um, it's uh, you have to get like a permit to do it and stuff. Mm. But most people are like the things I'll talk about are cold spots. So even if you go during the daytime, you'll walk around a corner and there'll be like cold spots for no reason. Mm. 
Um, sometimes if you leave objects there, they will move on their own. Um, move so like, on their people own. People put down <laughs> stuff. <laughs> people will put down stuff and like set up X cameras and yeah. like wait for it to move in the nighttime. Okay. Um, the ghosts are especially fond of moving uh, like locks or handcuffs or keys or anything that locks with a key. They're big fans of that. Ah, metal dangly why. things. It's fun. Um, so. They also say that to get an EVP out there is a pretty common practice. Okay. Um, like they're just chatty ghosts. Um, and they get a lot of like noise EVPs that they're not sure if it's the machinery of the dairy itself running, okay. which makes the most sense to me that that's what that would be. Right. But some people are like, no, it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like someone rattling chains. But I'm like, who are they? Jacob chaining? Marley. Duh. Exactly. <laughs> what day is it, son? Every day he like he's it's going Christmas to be like, what day? day? It's Christmas day. I, time is an Illuminati construct, sir. I, I haven't know. missed it. Um, uh, but yeah, they think it's like rattling chains. I was like, from locked up cows. Yes. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That cow did not produce enough milk. Therefore, it is on timeout. <laughs> and you are being chained up until you give me a gallon of milk, sir. <laughs> Mrs. Not sir. That's a this, different kind of milk. Yeah, <laughs> <you> <laughs> that's a different kind of cream. Like, I, ha, I, ha, I think I know why you might not be getting milk from that one, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, you it, get, it's a much more flavorful milk, but you have to work harder for it. Really hard for it. <laughs> we don't have a cow. We have a bull. <laughs> um, or some people will say that they think the EVP is uh, um, an electroshock therapy machine running. But again, I'm like, they weren't doing that at the dairy. They were doing it to the cows. <laughs> <laughs> they were electroshocking the cows into better they milk. They were like, I want this to be buttermilk. Zap, 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 zap. spit. Chocolate milk! <laughs> Gross. Give me That's the milk. other end. It doesn't matter how much we shock these fucking cows, they never make chocolate milk. God damn it. Just keep trying. Chain them up again. <laughs> One more go. Um, but the most common EVP that you will get is the sound of people screaming. Oh, oh boy. Cool. Screaming in pain. Screaming for help. Oh. Sometimes multiple voices all screaming at the same time. Are they getting fucked by the cows? I don't understand. And here's why I think this comes into play. Because okay. after uh, the facility was abandoned in um, 1996, yeah. and then it became the school in 2002, but the dairy part is still abandoned. Like, it's out part. It's It, it almost backs up onto, like, what's that, Point Magoo, that, like, big national yeah. forest that's out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's farther away. It's not on main campus. It's miles and miles away. There's hiking trails out there. Okay. So it's kind of secluded. So uh, after the facility shut down and they stopped using it as a dairy, it was pretty quickly taken over by gangs. Uh-oh. And oh. gangs used to live in the building and used to run business out of the building. And I wonder if that's where the screaming is coming from. That is from them running their business. Um, yeah. By whatever yeah. means necessary. Yeah. yeah. By uh, their, their ill-gotten gains and illegal activities. Yeah. These miscreant youths! Fucking <laughs> youths! <laughs> Um, so they, um, like, so screaming is a very common thing. Like I read a bunch of like local threads, like uh, on community boards about like going out there and like, have you seen a ghost? Mm -hmm. Most people hear screaming if they're out there at nighttime. Jeez. And one person posted this story about how they were out there in the daytime and they were playing paintball 
and they were like playing with a big group of friends and then like they found someone and they were like chasing them around a corner and the person was like like screaming and running away from them they were like what are you doing we're just playing paintball and then they like went around a corner and the person just fucking disappeared and they kept shooting paintballs and they were like it seems like they're going right through them oh my my god you were playing paintball with a ghost yeah they were paintball ghost pretty banging which I was like, that's so mean to do to a ghost. Like, someone who died there tragically. And violently you know? be like, let me shoot you again. I know. This time with um, splurts of paint. Hard, impossible um, to clean. <laughs> um, and uh, the reason why I chose this location is because sometimes if you go and investigate at the nighttime, you will hear EVPs of the moo cows. <laughs> or sometimes you'll see like a ghostly visage of a cow walking through like from where the corral was over to where the milking barn is like eat like she's just going to work you know just just residual activity this cow is working forever and people will be like they'll be there to do a ghost investigation and they'll be like is that a motherfucking cow (laughs) um so that is the story given because they're working for a living and i'm taking his milk get out (laughs) um so that is the story of the scary dairy. Although I also learned from all the message boards I went on that uh, a lot of locals will argue that it is called this the haunted dairy and not the scary dairy. Bullshit. And then they will yell at each other online about how they're more local of a Camarillo local than other people are wow. based on what their cross streets are of where they live, comma, where they grew up. Wow. It's, it's like the bloods and like, the crypts of rich white people. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. But it seems to me uh, there was a shift around the 90s where they stopped calling it the Haunted Dairy and started calling it Scary Dairy because well, it's a better it's name. It's a much better name. It's yeah. a Thank much better you, name. Fucking uh, Gen Xers for coming up with that. Yeah, like yeah. regardless of whether or not you are more Camarillo than the other guy, you got to recognize it's a superior name. It's a, it's a superior, name. superior name. Scary Dairy is amazing. And they yeah. got in there soon enough that they are the Scary Dairy. Yeah, number you know? one. Hashtag number one scary yeah. dairy um so it is still there uh like i said it's all like in ruins you know but the concrete structures are still there the barn is it like partially burned out like they closed the barn as a milking facility and then it pretty quickly caught on fire oh, oh that that they were sounds trying like to hide the evidence or i was gonna cow say torture sh- cow torture insurance fraud <laughs> that's where my mind went um so parts Practical. of that are missing like al- the aluminum siding of the barn because it's so it's a, more a skeletal structure at this point okay um but like i said there's a bunch of big hiking trails around there's a parking lot right off of the main street that you can park and then walk three quarters of a mile up to that facility cost six dollars to park it's closed right now i was like don't go right now right now don't you do it but you can go and the a lot of people complain that like oh the police come and they don't let you walk around it but apparently the police are like looking for kids smoking pot like if you're out there hiking taking pictures they don't give a fuck it's camarillo it's fine yeah it's fine as long as (laughs) yeah you're you're it's yeah yeah. It's so that is the story safe. of the Scary Dairy, which is now part of uh, California State University Channel Islands, which Yay. apparently that whole campus is haunted as shit, which maybe I'll talk more about that at a later date. Ooh. Ooh I but like yeah, that. that's my ghost cow for yeah. the Matador Red. Yay. <laughs> Yay. He says, I love it. I tell you, this is a good beer. This is a very excellent beer. I like it quite beer. a bit. It's really, it's supposed to have seductive caramel notes and a soft chocolate finish. I do Which it I agree smoothly with. on my tongue. Does it sit smoothly on your tongue? Absolutely. 
I get a chocolate finish for sure. I super like it. I super uh, duper like it. Amarillo and Centennial hops. Floral tones to balance out the seven styles of grain making up the malt bill. Yep. Mm. This is an ingredient. This is how they make their smoothies with a whole Gatorade. Hell yes, yeah. Exactly. Only well, half the calories of your average gross Gatorade smoothie, you idiot. Yep. It's so actually like, really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really smooth. It did, I believe, or was that the other one that we bought? One of the two beers that we will highlight, or three beers that we will highlight, won like a silver medal at some beer competition. Pretty incredible to win a silver medal. So yeah. This one is uh, brewed four miles off the campus by a Matador alumni. Ooh. So I guess Matador is a school? Yeah, uh, CSUN. I think are the matadors. Are there they? You go. Am I crazy? I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe. Eh, sure. Look at that. All colleges. It all ties in. Oh, it my God. Oh, God. It works on I'm many levels. I'm connecting the pieces. Holy sweet. shit. All right. That's well, my story. Gonna... And that's our, our beer. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. So uh, we're going to take a break. I'm going to yell at you and then we'll come right back. Hey, everybody. It's your old pal, Engineer Bob. And I know a whole lot of things about Scissor. Hey, guess what? I'd like to thank Jen for sending by these incredible beer carton notebooks. They're really great. We're going to write and draw and do all kinds of great stuff in them. I'd also like to thank Dane for sending by beer that I'm going to be using when I yell at you about conspiracy theories. You're going to love that. Hey, by the way, if you like the show, you should stop by patreon.com slash boozeandbrews where we've got audio episodes, video episodes, and drawings that I do during the show. You can support the show. Support these morons who yell at you multiple times a week right now because, hey, guess what? Probably stay inside because because we're all gonna die. Hey, also, if you've got a great spooky spaghetti, a scary story that you've written, that's right, a creepypasta, we're gonna read it on the air, so why don't you just send it to us? Boozeandbrewspodcast at gmail.com. Send us that stuff, and then we'll read it, and you're gonna get that great story. We're gonna read it. It's gonna be amazing. I said read it a bunch of times. Also, we have a bunch of amazing social media websites where you can reach out to us, talk to us. It's a good time. We've got a Twitter at... Boozeandbrews. We've got a Facebook at... Boozeandbrews. And we've got an Instagram at... Podcast. All right, I think I went pretty fast, and we can go back to the show now. Okay, good. And we're back. We're back. We're back and better than ever. As the booze and brews Better than ever. Murmur, murmur, murmur. Because we're, I don't know. We're great. Well, why don't you tell us another story? Matador. More cow ghosts. Whatever that means to you. I took it very literally. Literally. That's fine. Um, I went, I like cows. See, I, I do too. I am from Cowland. Yeah. Um. America's Dairy Land. Yeah. America's, America's Dairy place. Land. Yes. Uh, America's no. Scary Dairy. Oh, that would be sweet. No, I went very literally, and I translated matador in Spanish means killer. So I'm going oh, nice. to tell you. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. So I am going to tell you about the ghost. Uh, the ghosts plural at Fox Hollow Farm. Ooh. Okay. Ooh, okay. That Wait, sounds very spooky. I'm going to know this story as you start talking. You might. Okay. Herb. Herb. Baumeister. Uh, Does this involve pigs? No, no pigs. Okay. Nope. Um, I'm going to keep guessing and interrupting your story and annoying it, everyone. Is it Ted Bundy? Is it John Wayne Gacy? No. Um, so Herb, I feel like you would have opened with that if it was Ted Bundy. I thought about doing Ted Bundy, but then I went, no, friend knows more about him than me. It would be her episode. <laughs> would just constantly interrupt me. Actually, yeah. <laughs> technically, technically, that's not what Sizzurp is. <laughs> so Herb Baumeister or Baumeister, don't care. He's a shyster, was born. Uh, in Indianapolis, Indiana, in 1947, and was the okay. oldest of four children. Okay. Up until adolescence, and this story will become 
Uh, you will understand why shortly. Uh, so up until adolescence, all accounts uh, show that Herb was a pretty normal little boy. No okay. childhood trauma, no weird behavior. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, no blows to the head, no bedwetting, no torturing of small animals, mm-hmm. none of the triangle. None of that. Well, uh, as a small child. But once he hit puberty. Once he got okay. those pubes. Uh, when he got the short and curly. Yeah, yeah. As he started going through the initial change. Um, then he started pissing the bed. He began exhibiting not normal behavior. He got it. became increasingly antisocial. Mm-hmm. Don't we all? And while he didn't piss the bed, he would he did shit, shit it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. He broke into other people's houses and pissed their beds. No. Yeah. He would confess to friends that he did often wonder what it would be like to taste human urine. He's just thirsty. He's he was, I mean, like. that thirsty is a question you could pee. easily answer. You yeah. can solve that problem all on your Real own. Quick. You do not need an outside hey, hey, source hey, for hey, that. Hey, Billy. Hey, Billy. You, what do, you, do you, you ever know, wonder I, I, what you, piss tastes like? You ever, you ever drink piss? <laughs> you ever yeah. had it? You ever yeah, t- it's called Mountain Dew. You ever tasted, you ever tasted piss? Is it, is it good? Could you piss is in my it, mouth? Did you like it? Did you like did it? Did you like it? Piss I mean, in my like mouth, Billy. Well, we actually don't know if he ever drank his piss or anyone else's. He definitely did. But he, if he asked the question, yeah. he, definitely he definitely did. did. Um, but when he was a child, uh, he did get suspended for once pissing on his teacher's desk. All right. Sure. Uh, but Did he lick it up afterward? I don't know. Okay, well. But to him. make up for it... Um, he also decided that, hey, um, I think what I'm going to do is this this dead crow that I have found on my walk to school. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to I know what I'm going to do with this Piss crow. on it. I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to put it in my pocket. I'm going to take it to school and I'm going to give it to my teacher as a thank or a sorry when she's not looking. <laughs> I'm sorry. Here's this dead crow I found. Find yep. a murdered crow and put it in your pocket. Yep. Save it for a rainy day. A literal teacher's pet. And then if she doesn't like it, ask your teacher piss. to take a giant piss in your mouth. mouth. What does it taste like? What does it taste like? <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, uh, this behavior worried his parents. So his father took him in for psychological tests. Um, wow, that was bold. Yeah. In the, like fucking, we're talking 50s at this point, right? Uh, 60s? 50s, 60s, yeah. Yeah. Um, what little records there are show that uh, Herb was diagnosed with schizophrenia. With they possibly, were like, this kid crazy. With possibly more than one personality. Ooh. Oh, a couple um, of them in there, huh? However, there's the Herb who lacks dead birds. There's the Herb who lacks a drink piss. And then there's a normal Herb. There were a couple people in there. There was Herb. There was turmeric. There was coriander. Wow, was, Bob. How dare you? Oh, wow. There's Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders. There's basil. There's 42 <laughs> herbs and spices in this boy. Um, no, so he, however, his parents didn't worry slash care much more than that initial test because they never treated him so they got the diagnosis hey your kid's schizophrenic hey, you got a crazy and kid. that's it and they're like cool cool <laughs> well it's Me. also the 50s so like what were they supposed to do yeah. send him to my mental and probably send you to california pearl it appears yeah. that our son is crazy yeah come so- working on dairy <laughs> <laughs> he'll love these cows he loves these cows uh, no so he can he work at a piss farm he loves the taste <laughs> They piss everywhere. He's going to love it. <laughs> so, yeah, we don't think that he was ever actually treated. So they took him back home and he went to live his normal to her lifestyle. He went to college, 
dropped out almost immediately. Sure. Um, yeah. Went back after a couple years, dropped out. Um, but he must have come from a fairly well-to-do family if his family's taking him to a psychologist. Yeah, and he's going to college in the fifties or sixties. Sure. Like um, the, that yeah, wasn't common. Yeah. Um, in 1971, uh, Herb married Julie Sater, uh, and they had three children. Uh, Sater, I hardly know her. <laughs> wow. Um, according to I Julie, apologize. they uh, Herb and Julie were only intimate six times in the course of their 25-year marriage. And they, they had six kids. They had three children. Wow. So they were batting a 500. Yeah. I mean, look, that's a good batting average. That's a wonderful that's bat. That gets you to the Hall of Fame. Hell yeah. Um, well, especially because the other three times were in the butt. That oh yeah, is, that's gonna. Come. And those swimmers tried their their damnedest to burrow straight into her uterus, and excellent. it didn't work. Did. But you know what, friend? Excellent foreshadowing. Um, oh, good. Yes. So. Oh no, there's gonna be butt stuff. Well, Herb was gay. That's the. Oh, uh, butt stuff. So yeah. uh, Herb started a thrift store chain. I love this. It, in the Wikipedia, they're like he started a semi-successful chain. Two stores, and they were and they were not successful. It's oh. a very small chain. It's a, two links on my two, chain. Two links in this chain. But still, chain. they were linked, and it is technically a chain. Yes. Um. So he started this thrift store, air quotes chain, um, mm-hmm. that was experiencing financial troubles in the uh, 80s and into the 90s. But that did not stop in the 80s, 90s, and today. And 2000s. <laughs> um. But it did not stop Herb from owning this beautiful 18-acre estate, which he called Fox Hollow Farm. Um. And it was in at Indiana. This, in Indiana, yeah. And it was at this estate where Herb was suspected of killing and depositing the remains of at least a dozen men in the early 1990s. Oh. Aww. Because Herb was a serial killer. He was just so upset that he couldn't get enough good dick that he had to kill. He yeah. Yes, that's exactly what it was. He, he just wanted that dick. Yo, Steve, do you think you can come over here? I just want to know what piss tastes like. Oh, oh, and cool. suck your dick. Can I suck cool the wiener. piss okay, out of I'll your... just suck the piss straight out of your it. dick. Can I, just, I want to get it right from the source, like right from the tap. Straight from the you know? tap. Yeah. It's like the cow. My mouth is like the udder sucker from the farm. It's just pretend that's my mouth. It's totally fine. Like, you were going to piss anyway. What's the big deal? What's the deal? <laughs> piss in my mouth. Yeah. Why are you making it so weird? Why are you making it? You're the one that got what? hard, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> you were. You said you had to piss. I offered to drink it. I don't know why you're making it weird with your fucking erect penis. This is very weird for me. You want to fuck my wife in the ass? <laughs> or like maybe just watch while I do it? Or like she could watch while I fuck you in the yes. ass? I mean that would be my preference. <laughs> You oh, broke? maybe she could piss on us while I fuck while you in the I ass. While I fuck you in the ass. That way, all of his fetishes. This is a reverse Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the name of the sex movie. Oh, <laughs> we call that the backwards K. <laughs> oh, my. So, yes, in the early 1990s. I am definitely on that government watch list now. <laughs> So uh, in the early 1990s, police in Marion County, Indiana, began investigating the disappearance of a number of gay men in the Indianapolis area. And all their urine. Yes. <laughs> that, well, that's what started it. All this urine needs to be on file. It's uh, important. 
It's very important. Yep. Uh, so in 1993, a man named Tony Harris called the police and claimed that his friend was killed and he was nearly killed himself um, by a dude that he met at the gay bar who was calling himself Brian Smart. And the way that he was almost murdered was erotic asphyxiation. Oh. oh, so when he, I was just trying to sell this guy my piss, and then he choked me to death. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He was like, "Come, I will pay you money for piss," and I'm like, "Okay." And then he started choking me. Yeah. Uh, I no. don't understand how this happened. I met him on a very reputable website called Craigslist. <laughs> Craigslist. <laughs> Craigslist. That, that's the name of the. I bar. met a man named Smart Brian. He tried to buy my <laughs> piss. <laughs> He drove. So what would what uh, what was yeah what, what was his smart Brian? What his ML was was yeah. he would go to these gay bars mm-hmm. uh, uh-huh. in Indianapolis. Now of course this is the 1990s, so a lot of gay men are still closeted as fuck. yeah, especially sure. in the Midwest, especially yeah. in the Midwest. So what he would do is he would go um, to these. He would find a boy that he liked and he'd say hey why don't you come back to my nice house and he would drive them back. Now they didn't know this at the time, but they would drive him very far the smart Brian was like yeah we went very far like it was like a 45 minute car ride or something Uh like that where he took me into like his pool and we began fooling around and then we were like hey have you ever tried erotic asphyxiation the guy's like all right I'm into it and he began choking him he almost died he managed to not and leave but they think that's how he killed all of his victims so he liked to choke choke someone whilst fucking them yes and then he would choke them to death Okay, like like coming as they're dying. Probably, yes. Or like maybe killing them and then completing after the fact. We don't yeah. we don't know because technically these are um unsolved murders still because they did. We got to ask a ghost. We got to ask sure, sure, Herb sure. himself. So, um what the police uh, told Smart Brian was that if he ever saw um oh not Smart Brian, Tony Harris said that if he ever saw Smart Brian again, was he to call the police so this guy tried to choke me to death while fucking me and the police are like well if you see him again give us a call just give us yeah. a call excellent <laughs> police can work do. that's some top-notch policing <laughs> nothing we can do about it now where was you this see house him again you give I us a know. call leave a message on a machine i'll get it the next morning i'll see if he's still there yep. i hope i hope you don't die yep um so just uh, don't go in the pool <laughs> Come on. Yeah, duh. But it's hot outside. Yeah, it gets humid in Indiana, too. So Okay, okay, fine. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Next time when he asks, can I choke you, you just say no? Yeah, that's the... I wonder if they did say no, if he still did it. Yeah. I wonder if that made it better. We will never know. Um, So anyway, two years later, Tony ran into Smart Brian again. Oh, Um, my God. And so this time, uh, Tony, who should be smart Tony, he got down the license plate of the car that Smart Brian got into. So when he called the police he get, again, he said, I saw Smart Brian. Here is his license plate. So they... Okay, so Tony's a police officer at this point. Tony is yeah. more cop than the actual <laughs> cops. Um, so the police ran the plates and it came back registered to Herb Baumeister. Okay. Um, so police went to Fox Hollow Farm and... Uh, told Herb that he was a suspect in the disappearances of a number of uh, men and asked to search the house. Um, The Baumeisters said no. So Herb was there. His wife was there. So they tried pleading with the wife. 
do this and she was like no although at that point she probably should have said yes and here's why because in 1992 uh-huh. their son was out playing in the backyard because again you have this massive estate sure. and oh, he no, comes oh, no, back oh, into no. the house with a stick and a skull oh no a, skull, a classic skull stick scenario skull oh stick. no and he goes hey i found this in the backyard and mom's like no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. and mom's like what and her boy oh 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 it's it was my dad's. He gave it to me. He gave it to me? And she bought it. The classic dofecta. The stick and the skull. Every time with these serial killers. So, That's what I know about them because I know about killing. So yeah. So she probably should have said yes, but she said no uh, in 1995. Um, maybe she forgot. Pushed that out of her head. Oh, the time she that was like, my son look, found a human skull. Look, my husband said he didn't kill nobody. I know my son found a human skull once, but who hasn't? You need to get off yeah. my property. Also, he's totally straight. We have had six sex six times. We've in had 25 six sexes. Six. We've had sex to completion. Six times. More than five times. <laughs> I know How many of y'all can hate? say that? Not many. <laughs> let, let he who has fucked seven times and not found a skull in their house cast the first stone <laughs> so and then she's buffeted by stone <laughs> <laughs> she's immediately stoned to death to bludgeoned death. to death with <laughs> rocks <laughs> um how so a year later so now we're in 1996 um julie finally became sufficiently frightened of herb's mood swings and erratic behavior that okay. she filed for divorce and when she okay. filed for divorce she called the cops and went you know what you can come and search my property. I have changed my mind. I have. I, I'm gonna flip the script, and you can come over. So he was, um, uh, we're like making light, but he was actually probably abusive to her. Like that's likely. probably why she didn't speak up, why she didn't leave earlier. Yes, because Plus he's he, a violent man. He was so. he was schizophrenic, so you can only imagine yeah. the types of yeah. outbursts and craziness that would come out of whatever is going on you know mentally with poor herb here yeah. it's hard to keep all those herbs and spices straight like it's which true. one is it today hard. it is i mean which one is the colonel's favorite we'll never right? know is this um, oregano today i don't know so she today called, he's sporty spice yeah so police came and what they found can only <laughs> I heard you snore <laughs> And so the police came and they found what they described as a bomb went off of the bodies in the backyard. No. And they found. Just like in the backyard. Yeah. They found the remains of uh, at least 11 people, eight of whom could be identified. Yuck. Um, oh no! The rest they just they didn't know, or there wasn't there enough wasn't left. enough DNA where they could uh. tell who it was because it would just be like a femur. Well, they have to know what they're testing for. Like, they can't True. just test for DNA. They need to test against something. Right. So my guess is, well, also, too, if you're, like, out in the woods, there's probably wild animals that come. So it's like you probably found eight skulls, and you can do dental record matches on that. Well, because you can get DNA, like, out of a bone, but you can't just, like, run it through. You need to be like, oh, is this Vanessa's dead body? We tested against Vanessa's yeah. family to Good see point. if it's Vanessa. Yeah. Like, and you plus, can't just be like, we found a bone, and it's Gregory Smith. Right. It's not how <laughs> DNA works. Well, also, in 1996, how good was testing? Oh, yeah. That's true. Um, questionable. Um, so, uh, needless to say... Um, a warrant was uh, put out for uh, was oh, issued the murder for her. Pit got them a warrant, did it? Yeah. So, so the bo- the bomb of bodies 
um, finally got a warrant, uh, but Herb fled to Canada where he committed suicide in a park in Ontario. Uh, He did leave a note. Um, and in his note, he did not mention anything about the murders. All he did was said he had financial troubles and that he was sorry about, like, he just mentioned his money problems and his, like, the failure of his marriage. But he said squat about the 12 or more uh, people that I he have, murdered. My, my chain of thrift stores is failing. Mm-hmm. I don't think I really love my wife. Also, I murdered a butt of people, but I don't care so much about that. I'm upset about my chain of thrift I'm, stores. I'm upset about my money. My <laughs> very small chain of thrift stores. I really yeah. thought it was going to be a growth industry. Yeah. Thr- I thought I would have three by this I time. But I have two and they're failing. And they both <laughs> failed. Well, here's why they failed. So he opened his first thrift store. It made $50,000 in his first year. And he's like, you know what? I need a second one. 50 grand of profit and you're like i need a chain no i mean 50 grand of profit in indiana in the 80s seems pretty good good. well that's where you just go you know what i'm gonna count my blessings you know what he's i mean it's not you know what he did is he built it right next door to his first one that's probably (laughs) the problem like the starbucks across the street i don't understand why they don't have different audiences one is on the corner on the other side of the street (laughs) oh god uh, so yeah, so so that is why to this day that Herb is just the alleged killer of these men um, because they don't have a confession and they couldn't try him for the murders because he is dead. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Even though they found all the bodies in yeah. his backyard, I guess it's technically, technically, technically. is circumstantial. Yep. Yeah. Um, God, the law is weird. Yes, it is. So... Um, he all later uh herb actually would be named suspect in nine other murders um during the mid 1980s um it was that what they were calling the i-70 killer so he would uh at least in the 80s before he got smart and um buried the bodies in the backyard he would just dump them along i-70 um and they would find them so yeah so he is probably killed close to 20 people that's yeah, a lot of people. I mean, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, so, needless to say, there are ghosts at Fox Oh, my Hollow God, Farm. from the bomb of bodies. Yeah, the bomb of bodies. Um, so, the farm is rumored to be haunted by both spirits of his victims mm-hmm. and Herb himself. Oh Wait. no, Herb fucked off to Canada. He has to stay there now. He's your problem, yeah, Canada. Yeah, he's your problem, Canada. You make him nicer or something. Um, yeah, he. But no, this is where his best work happened. So he he was most happy murdering people in his yeah, bath or in his hot tub sure. and depositing their bodies in the backyard. So um, this is the part where my notes are water stained that's so, okay yeah, for, that's for okay. the listener uh poor poor podcast mom I did spill water. a little bit of water on her notes oh <laughs> it's all f- it's yeah it's okay smudgy purple um so after the uh baumeister's divorced and uh-huh. they found all the bodies needless to say uh mrs baumeister moved 
Um, <laughs> she did Did not, she now? Not yes. particularly interested in living in this house of death. Yes. So the house of death was um, completely gutted. So obviously sh- they cleaned as many of the bodies as they found out of the backyard. I'm like, I'm surprised they didn't level it and just build fresh they, on another. Because he has acres, yeah, right? Just acres. building another part of the property, man. Yeah. No, they just gutted the house and they completely redid it. So... Um, and I want to say that the couple who ended up buying the house, uh, Rob and Vicki Graves, paid, I think, a third of the asking Graves? Price. Graves. The Graves bought the body bomb house? Yeah, they Hell did. yeah, they did. That's the I'm shit. into it. Way yeah. to fucking lean in, Graves. That's I'm right. into it. So they thought stupidly, oh, look, it's completely redone. It's completely gutted. All the bad stuff is out. So there shouldn't be any problems. So let's live on this beautiful land. Yeah. Cool. Uh, they were wrong. They it was very, a swimming pool. They were very, very... Ah! That's part of the fucking problem, and we are going to get to this. Oh, my God, it's a haunted oh, swimming pool. It is a haunted swimming pool. Fuck, yeah. Your water has memory. <laughs> Look, haven't we established that 18,000 times? Especially on the specific uh, mineral makeup. That fucking chlorine yeah. knows. Okay? Yeah. Chlorine always knows. Chlorine always knows. Danger. Um, ghost. Chlorine. Chlorine. So uh, this story comes from a uh, paranormal blog that I found. Okay. Um, so it's not like a compilation. Like this is very much like they, here's the entire haunting and the history. And I was like, fuck yes, thank you, like. So uh, because it's an estate, they are, there are various uh, prop- or apartments on the, build, uh, on the site. So there's the okay. main house and there's like a guest house essentially. So what Rob did is apparently he worked at a car dealership and one of his coworkers was always late to work because he lived too far away. So Rob was like, look, I've got this like guest house on my property fucking, you know, rental property. Why don't you come move in? So dude Joe was like, yeah, sure, cool. Um, so Joe moved in and Joe... Oof, poor Joe's had a real rough go of it. Like most of the hauntings or most of the experiences are for poor Joe. Oh no. Poor Joe, not he's not having a good go of it. Um so that first afternoon he moved in, he's like, Ugh, I am spent. I'm gonna take a quick nap on my couch. He wakes up, so in his dream, he has this like he is running for his life. That something is chasing him and he is running for his life. He wakes up in a complete panic and gets up. So he wakes up and immediately starts running, panicking, like, I need to run, I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. And like crashes into glass, breaks things and cuts himself open. But he had this like, something is chasing me and it actually like, it it continued while he was awake. So that was his first experience with the, that was the uh, first experience. First. Well, and it was, you know, day day one. Sure. Uh, first afternoon. Ghost wasted no time to be like, you're in danger. Um, so he didn't it didn't get easier for him either. So another night he so he has a dog. Joe has a dog named Fred. So if you hear okay. the name Fred, it's the dog. Fred the dog. Um so one night Joe heard a knock on his door. Um didn't really think anything of it. He's like, what the fuck? But the knocking became more insistent oh, and no. more urgent. Oh, gosh. So he's like, oh, God, somebody really must need me. So he goes and he opens it and no one is there. But Fred, the dog, is like laser focused on the door. Like, I see you. Fred, I see, Fred, we see dogs each other. Can see through, through, through the ethereum. It's insane. They're like, we see yeah. each other. And yeah. he's like, I, okay. So Joe closes the door and the dog kind of calms back down. And he's like, okay, cool. Uh, another night, 
uh, same thing with the knocking. Um, somebody was knocking on his front door so hard that the door itself was actually rattling. Like oh my it was, gosh. it was oh very violent shake uh, knocking. And when he opened, like someone was pounding on the door. When he opened it again, were they screaming, "Little pig, little pig, let me in." Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what he was. <laughs> this little pig, you got a house made of bricks. Um, so he opens the door and there's like a knocker on it and he sees the knocker lifted like halfway like as if somebody was about like mid knock when he opened it so he goes outside to be like what in the fuck like who is who's ding dong ditching me these damn youths and he goes in but then finds nobody turns around goes back inside and finds fred growling at something uh that is when the doorknob started to shake as if somebody was trying to just come in oh my God. even no, though the door no, was absolutely locked. not um and then the ghost busts in is like yes. you got any jars of piss in here <laughs> well there was no piss talk but the door did burst open oh my god wood like frame ghosts flying everywhere and joe's it locked like, it in off its hinges yeah like it burst open Jesus like christ there were yeah he huffed and he puffed and he blew that door down yeah uh joe again was like what the fuck goes out one more time to look around comes back in but when he comes in this time he sees a man running and screaming through his apartment only to disappear no 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 yeah no 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 um probably time to joe leave. decided at this time like he knew everyone knows the history of the of the house so mm-hmm. joe does a little digging and he looks up pictures of literal the- digging he finds skulls yep well, he does find a femur later. Um, so he went to, uh, was like looking through old newspapers of pictures of the victims. And he went, that's who I saw. And it was one of the oh, victims shit. of her oh, Baumeister that he saw running through his oh, apartment. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, so that, you know, makes a lot of sense. Uh, but But Herb may also be there as well. Oh, really? Yes, so both the homeowner and Joe have had experiences with a man in a red shirt, which they believe to be Herb. So one day, Vicky and her husband were in the main house, and she was watching her husband do something, and she looks out of the window into the backyard on the edge of the woods, and she sees a guy in a red T-shirt, and she's like, what the fuck is on the property? And so she keeps looking at him just to be like, what are you about to do? When he turns, and as he's turning, she sees he has no legs. And he just sort of floats toward the woods and disappears. So she and Rob. Floating red t-shirt. Yeah, floating red t-shirt. So she and uh, Rob go outside to be like, what the fuck was that? They'd found nobody outside. They looked into the woods. They didn't find anybody in the woods. Of course, there were no tracks. He had no no legs. He had no legs. (laughs) He was not walking on his hands. No. Um, There was a slimy deposit of ectoplasm leading back into the woods. And piss. And piss and a... Um, Joe, his experience with the man in the red shirt uh, also occurred on the edge of the woods. So he was walking Fred when Fred started... They both saw the man in the red shirt. Fred started to growl at him. Mm -hmm. And he was like, okay, what the fuck? And they see him go into the woods and he sort of disappears. And and Joe's like, all right, I need to see what's happening. So he and the dog go into the woods. When they turn and they come face to face with the ghost in the red shirt. Scares the shit out of both of them. They turn... They run. Um, he goes, Joe goes, and he tells Vicky what he saw. And she went, oh, my God, that's the same man that I saw. 
um, that's in the woods. So Red shirt, no legs. I seen that man. I seen him too. Uh, so Joe, again, he became more like Rob and Vicky were very much like, ah, this place is haunted, whatever. But Joe almost became obsessed with trying to find out who it is, why it's happening. And they were worried he was becoming obsessed and makes sense because he decided I'm going to investigate the woods and he found part of a person. Oh, it's going to be like, and he never came back. And he never came back. No, he he did find part and of a person. And then he filmed a movie called The Blair Witch. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a documentary, you know. It's, yeah. Uh, is it real like The Blair Witch is real? Or? It's real like The Blair Witch. Absolutely. Um, so they think that that was the ghost of Herb depositing or getting rid of one of the bodies into, oh my in the God. woods. It's very spooky. Because they found the femur close to where they found Herb in the woods. I don't like it. Um, But... Uh, Herb himself is definitely we definitely know he haunts the pool area. Okay. Because oh, that's right, because that's where he's choking dudes that's out. That's where he chokes dudes out. So, Joe and his buddies were cleaning the pool one day when, uh, and they were in the pool swimming, like swimmy swimmies, they were saying they were cleaning out beetles from the bottom, and so they would dive down to the bottom, clean it up, and then bring the dead bugs back up and out. So gross. It's, so gross. It's so gross. So as Joe was doing that, he felt um, someone touch his back. And he turned and he looked and all of his buddies were on the other end of the pool. Um, but then Joe was pulled underwater by some unknown force. And oh underwater, God. he felt cold fingies around his neck. Choking no! Him. no, 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 no. Ghost fingies. Ghost fingies choking him. His buddies saw him in clear distress, grabbing at his throat, pulling at his throat, looking like he is struggling. Joe finally breaks free, gets out of the pool and tells all of his friends, we have to get out of the pool. Yipes. Yeah. Um, we yeah. have to get out of the pool and move and burn the pool to the ground. Pool, the burn rest. the pool down. Put all the beetles back in. He clearly he wants clearly beetles. He clearly wants beetles. Um, but the last little bit of evidence that Joe found um, proving that Herb was there um, was when he heard strange noises again in his apartment and deciding enough was enough, I'm going to do an EVP session. I saw this thing on TV, so I'm going to do it. So he takes his cell phone. He uh, turns everything off in the apartment, like so there are no noises, no outside, whatever. Mm -hmm. And he puts it on and he does a quick EVP session. Is anyone here? Who's here with me? Blah, blah, blah. When he's done, he goes to his computer, he plugs in the computer and he very distinctly hears in response to his question, is anyone here? And a clear male voice answered, the married one. The married one. The married one. All of the victims were single men. Because oh, the only married spooky. one was Herb himself. Oh, that's, that's very spooky. So there is the story of Herb Baumeister and the Fox Hollow Farm. That's crazy. So yeah, appropriate story for Matador. It's still that Matador red and it's still delicious. Yep, 5.8%. So it's a good... Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Hell yeah. Well, this is the part of the show where your old pal Bob gets to pick a winner. Guess what I love? Skulls on sticks. That's awesome. You don't get those every day. What a fun no, toy for your kids. not at all. You know what else I love? Moo cow ghosts. Cow, cows are great, and when they're spooky, that's even better. I love Fred the dog, because he's got laser vision for ghosts, because fuck them up. Love it. I love ghosts to play paintball. That's amazing. And I love a floating red t-shirt man. That's incredible. I have no noise for that. But you know what I really love? What? I really love miscreant use the drink scissor. <laughs> but if there's one thing I love more than that, it's men that drink piss. Oh, God. Like, the winner is Melissa. Oh, my God. 
scissor for piss. That oh is my a God. tough call. <laughs> At least this wasn't like a tie-in for a golden ale, you know? <laughs> yeah, well. Golden shower you know, ale. You yeah. know, we'll keep that in mind. Maybe we'll got do rabbed, pissing though, ghosts. This is a good... Uh, yeah. yeah. It, when, we, when we do another local brew, and if it's golden, we'll just do pissing ghosts. Yeah. It'll be fine. I mean, any ghost to pissing ghost if you dive deep enough. Exactly. <laughs> So yes, friends, uh, thank you for listening. Thank (laughs) Thank you for staying indoors. Thank you for staying safe and thinking of others instead of just yourself. We appreciate you. Yeah, come back next week and we'll have more booze. And more brews. (laughs) Until then, cheers. Cheers. Oh, there you go. That's how you do that. Good good tone. Proud of it.